0: welcome everyone to the next episode of the light of life podcast i'm your host naomi and today i have a very special guest i have fitz kohler with me fitz kohler thank you so much for wanting to come on to the podcast would you like to introduce yourself
1: (laughs) yeah sure naomi thanks so much for having me so um professionally i'm a fitness expert i have a master's degree in exercise and sports sciences I've made a career out of helping people live better and longer by making fitness understandable, attainable, and fun. I spend most of my time doing TV, radio, books, magazines. Uh, I do a lot of corporate keynote speaking, which means I talk to a corporation's workforce or their organization's memberships and help to uh, compel people to do better and be better. I'm an author of multiple books and a very busy race announcer so that's who I am and that's what I do.
0: Thank you Fitz and thank you so much for wanting to come on to the podcast today and um and um so you're you're a fitness coach and um you're also a cancer survivor and um so my first question is what type of cancer were you diagnosed with?
1: I was diagnosed with breast cancer and uh, I found a lump myself seven weeks after a crystal clear mammogram. So there was nothing there at the end of December 2018. And then about seven weeks later, I got out of the shower and I, I did one of these. I rubbed my under boob and I thought, oh gosh, here it is. I found a lump. And uh, within about a week and a half, I had had all the appointment scans and biopsies. to told me that it was a very aggressive form of breast cancer. It had already spread to my lymph nodes and I was in for a, 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 long, a, a long time of treatment.
0: Wow, wow. Yes, uh, for, for your treatment, did you have chemotherapy, radiation or both?
1: I had uh, 21 rounds of chemotherapy, so it took 15 months to do my chemo, which was a very long time <laughs> to have chemo. It's a long time to be that sick. I had 33 rounds of radiation and I had a couple surgeries. So I had a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. I call it a treatment triathlon.
0: Wow, so you also had surgery. And and did did the thought of having surgery scare you?
1: You know what, all of it was scary. Mm -hmm. You know, the diagnosis is scary and anyone will tell you that, you know, when someone looks you in the eye and says you have cancer, Uh, the whole world kind of implodes you worry about death right so first Mm -hmm. of all you just start feeling oh oh god this is going to be bad this is going to feel bad this is going to make me sick and I'm going to die which is terrifying and um, for me I wasn't just afraid of losing my own life I was uh, so sad about losing out on experiencing my children's lives so that was the worst part but even once I was convinced that they could cure me I'm a needle phobe. I don't like being poked with needles. I don't like them drawing blood. Mm-hmm. I didn't like scans. I'm claustrophobic. So everything about cancer care was very scary. Uh, and I had to I had to coach myself up. You know, that's where my great coaching skills came in. Because in in most regards, if there's something that scares us, we don't do it. But for me, the, if I wanted to live, I would have to continuously do things that scared me. And uh, I I had to step up to the plate most days of the week to get poked by needles and and prodded and so yeah surgery scared me, uh, radiation scared me until I started it which it wasn't so bad, chemo chemo uh, was chemo number one scares you because you've never done it before, for me chemo number two chemo number six and so forth were. More scary because I knew exactly what it was going to do to me and it was not good. So, I mean, I'm all grateful right? I'm so grateful. I'm healthy. I'm here. It all worked, but but yeah, I definitely had to combat fears non-stop
0: Wow, yeah And um, what were some of the physical and emotional challenges of chemotherapy?
1: so uh, physically Pretty much everything that could go wrong with my body went wrong. So I lived with what you could compare to a violent stomach bug or food poisoning every day for a very long time. I just, I couldn't keep food in. I, uh, I was just sick. You know, and sick leads to dehydration, which leads to fatigue. Uh, I had to go in for IV fluids all the time, which was really, really difficult. Um, my fingernails ripped off, my eyelashes disappeared, and my nostril hair went away, my eyes changed colors. Uh, I became dreadfully weak. There was a lot, but I kept going. I mean, that was the, the clencher is, you know, it, no matter how hard you work, eventually, if you get treated with the meanest stuff, eventually it's going to break you down. But I kept going. I kept working. I never missed a flight out of my hometown. I, I got on a plane most weekends throughout that 15 month period to go announce races and do the work that I do or, sport keynote speaking. And so, yeah, it was, it was brutal physically. Mentally, it was just very stressful to see myself wasting away. So I had those fears of going in for another round of chemo, and you know, knowing that eventually I was going to be even sicker next time. But um, yeah, I mean, just a lot of those things I feared. I it, it it was upsetting to watch myself kind of disappear. You know, going from this healthy, vibrant woman. I mean, the long hair. That was sad when it went away, but uh, just becoming a sick person, I would look in the mirror and think, what has happened to you? And I was just a shell of who I was supposed to be. I was skeletally thin and bleh. I mean, it just wasn't great. But the bright side is not every cancer patient has all of that, right? Some people get diagnosed with cancer, they, boop, cut it out, it's gone, yay. Some of them have, boop, cut it out, they get a little radiation and they're done. So some of us get whacked harder than the others, but uh, the bright side is that Science has come so far that most, especially early stage cancers are curable. So you gotta get through it, but you can get through it and then there's life on the other side.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think you uh, just brought up something really important. Uh, um, the um, rise of technology and in medicine in, in, in our time period has, has really benefited um, I, I think everyone with a chronic illness, and we're really finding more cures.
1: We sure are. And, you know, I spent, I was at announcing the Donna National Marathon Finished Breast Cancer a couple of weekends ago. And that is an incredible event in Jacksonville, Florida. It's been going on for 16 years. And we raised a quarter million dollars last weekend alone. So it's a very productive race weekend. But there's a whole bunch of oncologists who show up to, you know, either run it or, um contribute in other ways and quite a few of them that are doing research at the Mayo Clinic in Florida said, "Oh, we've got a cure coming this. We actually have vaccines coming." So, science is extraordinary. Even these pharmaceutical companies that people like to pick on like, "Oh, they're just money hungry." "Oh, well, they need to make a living as do we all." But uh, they're coming up with incredible products that will save so many so many people and you know, what I would like is, boy, would it have been nice if they could have cured me without taking my hair and my fingernails and being sick the whole time. So, you know, a gentler cures would be kind, would mm-hmm. be great as well. So yes, science, science.
0: Yeah, yes. And um, what were some of the emotional challenges of going through your treatment? Um,
1: definitely, I, again, go, my children. So that was yeah. hard, although, you know, when I told them, I told them separately because they're I mean, they they're a team, we're all a team, but Parker, my son, was very quiet. He was thirteen at the time, my son was fifteen, or my daughter was fifteen, and so he handles things quietly. So I talked to him first I said, Well, bad news, good news. Bad news, I found a lump, I've gone to some appointments, I have breast cancer. Great news is they're gonna cure me. It's gonna take a while. I might feel kinda bad, I might look kinda funny, but I'm gonna be okay. And he just said, Mommy, you're going to look so cute, bald. And I thought, oh, thank you. Excuse me. And then I I sat down with my daughter, and I gave her the same spiel. And she just wailed. She sobbed. She was devastated and scared. And um, that was difficult. But because kids are so resilient, because they have their own lives. They have school and activities and friends. It was only a few days before they were making fun of mom's bald head, right? So they bounced back and they were they were good. Um, it just was hard. Being sick all the time is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the fears that stay in the back of your head, even though your doctor said you're gonna be cured. You know, I would, I was worried, and I, don't, I was worried for the kids. I was worried about my dog. Like, what would happen to my dog if I wasn't here? Because she wouldn't understand why I never came home. So it was, it was constantly having to, you know, deal with those emotions, hear the fear, and address it. Maybe with a few tears, but then I would dry my tears and I would get on with it because there's a difference between, you know, having some sadness and being human, and then basking it. Like some people would just wallow in misery, and I don't think that's beneficial at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I handled it, and then I, I go went on. Had to, had a reason to smile.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um. That, that's really inspiring. And um, you you wrote a book called My Noisy Cancer Comeback. Uh, What inspired you to write a book and what is it about? (laughs)
1: Yeah, so so this book, (laughs) My Noisy Cancer Comeback, Running at the Mouth while Running for My Life. So the reason I wrote this was twofold. So number one, um, while I was going through cancer, I told people in advance, I said, hey, listen, I'm going to show up bald. I got breast cancer. I'm going to be fine. Don't pity me. You can root for me, but I'm showing up. So I kept the hardships to myself while I was going through it. Some of the hardships were actually kind of funny. And uh, if I didn't have cancer, I probably couldn't say this, but because I have my cancer street cred, you know, cancer can be hilarious (laughs) if you're willing to have a laugh at your own
0: predicament.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I was willing to do that. So as not only cancer became weirder and weirder, when cancer collided with my travels and race announcing and all this wacky stuff went on, I started thinking, you know, I'm not going to tell people about this now because I didn't want people to know how bad things were at the moment. But i got to find a way to tell people. They will. They will get a laugh out of my wild experience. And then, you know, I had some particular moments that really drove home the fact that I was handling things well. So after my sixth round of really mean chemo, I went into, or or this was right before my sixth round of really mean chemo. And I went to see my oncologist. He Basically what happens is before you get chemo, you have to see your doctor. They assess you. They draw some blood. And if everything looks good, they will send you back for more. And so I sit down with Dr. Gordon and I was, you know, I just, I wasn't in good shape. And I was stressed and I was scared and kind of fragile at the moment. He said, Fitz, you have done so great. I was like, What? he said you have done so great i'm so proud of you and i said dr gordon i have not done great every morsel of my body is destroyed in some way i am you know my fingernails are ripping off my eyes have changed colors i can barely see like everything is going wrong why are you saying that he said listen it's not that you aren't suffering i know you're suffering greatly he said however if you hadn't had such a strong commitment to health and fitness before you got diagnosed and then after your diagnosis, he said, you would have been hospitalized for a month already, you've been so sick, he said, but because of your your superpower is your commitment to health, he said, you have been able to board a dozen planes so far, travel all around the country having more fun or more athletic adventure than most healthy people do in 10 years, he said, so yes, you've suffered, but because of your healthy habits, you have done great. And so I, I was like, okay, I, that, that resonated with me. And so after that, as I kept going, what I started thinking is, um, you know what, I can help people also do better. You know, cancer comes with this stigma, this death stigma. And for many of us, it's, it's a real reality, uh, but not everybody dies. And then now with the, the COVID behavior, I mean, people like duck and hide and cover up, cover your head, put on a blanket, put on a mask, isolate, isolate. Isolation would have been devastating for me. If I would have stayed home, if I would have worn a mask and not seen smiles and just had this reclusive experience, I'm not sure I would have survived. Um, But instead, I got out with society. I I got out with these tens of thousands of healthy people every weekend, and I hugged as many Jeremy strangers as possible. (laughs) And those things lifted me up. They they brought joy. They gave me superpowers. So, you know, I would often sleep on a hotel bathroom floor because I was sick. (laughs) It's just hard to describe. But then at 4.30 a.m., my alarm would go off and I would drag myself off that bathroom floor and I'd get dressed and I'd, I'd go to the stage where my uh, start line was. And the second I stepped on that stage, everything that was wrong with me disappeared. Temporarily, I had no sickness, no suffering, no, no fatigue, no exhaustion, no, no pain. I was full force, Fitz Kohler again, because I was pursuing my passions and doing the thing that I loved had this wonderful stuff to focus on now if i would have just taken a year off nobody would have blamed me but all i would have been was sad and all i would have been was sick and so you know my decisions to use perspective i never had a pity party i never once thought why me?" i thought well why not me cancer can strike any time and that was helpful i was grateful that i wasn't a child with cancer i was grateful it wasn't my child with cancer and so for that i thought I'll keep a good attitude, I'll put on my big girl panties and I'll figure it out. Chose to pursue the passions, which were my kids and my career. And that allowed me to have moments of, of freedom, of wellness, because I was focused on something else. I chose to remain positive. I mean, the fact that, you know, I lost all my nostril hair, it's super weird, but it also had hilarious repercussions. So, you know, positivity, perspective, passions. I reminded myself that I could do hard things. And those were revelations that I think anybody can use. So whether you're a healthy person dealing with a traffic jam, you know, maybe instead of being miserable, you're in a traffic jam, perhaps, perhaps you could be grateful that you're not the person in the front of the traffic jam that caused the accident or that it was hurt in the accident. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, so that's why I wrote the book is because, you know, based on my mission statement to help people do better and be, be better, live better and longer, I had to tell the story and so that's where my noisy cancer back was born
0: wow that's a really inspiring story well, um you. <laughs> yeah uh, you're just so inspiring fit uh with, with with all with all the work you do to spread awareness and um your fitness empire um and in your book uh it's all just so inspiring and um so, so you're a survivor and have taught fitness worldwide. Uh, for for your fitness empire, what is your main message for your followers?
1: So, uh, keep it simple, stupid. You know. So, first of all, fitness is not complicated. I often say that I have the most. I have a master's degree in the most simple, stupid science on earth. You know, it's move your body, <laughs> watch what you put in your mouth, get some rest, remove the cranky people. I mean, if you go with those four. Four techniques right away you will start experience health like you never have within fitness it's strength cardio flexibility balance all four pillars of fitness matter so if you're someone who likes to walk and run and that's all you do well you're missing the bus you also need to work on strength and flexibility and balance so all four pillars you know eating habits they don't need to be complicated you should not do diets all diets all of them except for the cardio diet cardiac diet that is usually comes as a result of a heart attack Every other diet is moronic. It's temporary, it will cause suffering, it will lead to overall long-term failure. So please don't do anything that sounds like a diet. Never, ever, ever buy a weight loss pill, powder, shake, supplements, all of those products, 100% of them that have the word weight loss or diet on the front, they're fraudulent. There is nothing you can put in your mouth that will cause you to lose weight uh, in a healthy way. So uh, you're you're giving away your hard-earned money. So when it comes to fitness, choose exercise, and and you don't have to be a marathon runner, you just have to move your body in the ways you like to do, those four pillars. Uh, When it comes to eating habits, on the cover of my website, fitsness.com, that's F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S.com, there's a a block, and you click on it, it says exact formula for weight loss. Teaches you how to eat the right amount of the right food for the size you wanna be, without diets, without deprivation, you just, you know, if you wanna weigh, weigh 157 pounds, well, here's the exact caloric formula, to get you there, and if you stick with it, you'll eventually weigh 157 pounds, and then you should put nutritious food in your body. You know, I don't, I don't like to pander to people. We all went to kindergarten where they told us about healthy foods. We know that things in the produce item aisle are very nutritious, low in fat, low in calories, high in fiber, good for our body. There's lean protein sources. Uh, Brown versions of starchy carbs are better than white refined versions, you know, avoiding processed foods, avoiding too much sugar, avoiding alcohol. You know, I don't, inc- I don't suggest anybody go perfect or cold turkey on anything, really. Um, it's just about being moderate, right? So fitness its very uncomplicated. If you need more guidance, I've got a ton of free resources at fitness.com. Um, but yeah, it's important. It's, a, it's very important as far
0: yes uh you, you just mentioned something so important um, yeah and, and I've never thought about I've never thought uh, I've never considered any of that and I think oh, that's good. really important <laughs> thank you for oh, sharing yeah. that <laughs> and Fitz you you are so so inspiring I um I I I I, I, I really look up to you and um is there <laughs> and thank you so much for coming out to the podcast and is there anything else you would like to share?
1: Well, thank you for asking. And Naomi, you were, you were killing it. You were doing a great job. So I'm, I'm pleased, really pleased to be on your show. You're doing a fantastic job. So two things. I have another new book out. This one's called Your Healthy Cancer Comeback. And uh, there's a Healthy Cancer Comeback journal that is also on its way out. But this book is uh, the guidebook for cancer patients and survivors to go from sick to strong. So if Hopefully none of your, your viewers, your listeners, nobody has cancer. But if you love someone with cancer and you would like to see them strong and vibrant and living well again, this book takes them from diagnosis to all the way beyond cancer to athletic adventure. So I, I'm hoping your healthy cancer comeback will be the go-to source for all new and recent cancer patients. Um, yeah. So fitsness.com is my home base for everything. There's a ton of free resources there. You know, my, my mission is to get as many people as possible and help them live better and longer. So if people go to fitness.com, they'll find free articles, videos, recipes, everything they need to live better and longer. And then my books are on sale at fitness.com and all books sold on my site. I sign every last one of them before they go in the mail. And then I package them with really pretty fun wrapping because I really care about my readers and I want it to be a really overall exciting experience once once the package comes in the mail. And then, of course, once they open up the books, I want them to be filled with knowledge and enthusiasm for uh, rebuilding their health.
0: Wow, Fitz, you are so inspiring, and you are doing a great job helping so many people around the world. Uh, this, this is so important, what you're doing. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on to my podcast and sharing your story and sharing all this wonderful advice. Thank you. Thank,
1: thank you, Naomi. And uh, I'm at fitness on social media. And I would love to hear from some of your listeners, you know, reach out and say, hi, say, I heard you on Naomi's podcast because I would much rather have friends than followers. So, so let's, let's follow each other. Right, Naomi.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank you.